Sunday, Austin. Welcome to Living Wealthy Radio with your host, Teresa Kuhn. Talk 1370. Good afternoon. You're listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard every Sunday at noon on Talk Radio 1370 AM and streaming live at talkradio1370am.com. Today's show has been pre-recorded since it is Easter Sunday, the day our Lord has risen. I'm Teresa Cohn, your host and your Bank on Yourself authorized advisor, helping individuals, families, and business owners just like you live wealthier by helping you improve your cash flow, increase your net worth, your retirement income, and the money you leave to your loved ones when you die. Living Wealthy Radio gives you what you need to thrive in the new economy. If you're looking for a safe, secure way to increase your net worth, retirement income, or just manage your cash flow better, check us out at livingwealthyradio.com. We are joined today by Tammy DeLue. Tammy, you there? Hey, yo, I'm here. Life is unscripted, and so am I. Yes, you are. You live unscripted, don't you? I love it, Teresa, and I love the fact that we are, you know, I wish we were live because it makes me, you know, we're a little bit more on the game, but here we are. We are recording this because we want people to spend time. You know, you have family in, right? That you have family in? We have family in town. That's right. Yeah. I want to go do the big Easter egg hunt. I mean, I know your your kid is a little older now, but uh, my kid made me do the Easter egg dying thing last night. Isn't it fun? It's a lot of fun. And, you know, I don't know. Did you see my thing on Facebook, my psychedelic eggs? I didn't. I missed that. <laughs> These are my Grateful Dead-inspired, uh, you know, uh, like Easter, like eggs from California. And we, and I still have the dye on my fingers this morning. I can't get the stuff off. But we had a lot of fun with the egg thing. And the thing is, she likes to decorate them so much, she doesn't want me to crack them. You know, so that that's a problem after about three weeks they start kind of smelling funny they're kind of stinky <laughs> yeah they're kind of stinky and enjoy because they grow up so fast hey so what up Teresa? in your corner of the world what up well you know today uh we're going to talk about um the rest of the many myths that we we, oh, started. we can't get the rest of them because there's probably ten thousand of them there well the well, rest we... the rest that we decided we were going to talk about right okay yeah the rest of those yeah, we'll find more as I'm sure as the shows go along too. So, money myths part two today. But any any uh, weird money facts you want to share? Oh with the yeah, I got some weird. You sent me some weird stuff, and I looked at this and I said, um, it, "It." I don't know what it says about our society. I, I'm kind of disturbed by the weird facts that you sent me. Now these are these were from a surveys that uh, different organizations have taken over the years. Mm-hmm. Um. Did you know, well, and I could tell you this, more of our fantasies are about money than sex. Now, we knew that, right? Do you think that's true for men? You know, here's one of my fantasies, okay? I mean, I can say this, and it's clean and everything. (laughs) My fantasy is, you know, um, uh, Indecent Proposal with Demi Moore? Yes. Yeah. There's a scene where she puts money all over the bed. Yes. And rolls around on it. That's kind of my fantasy. My fantasy is to have a... A big, huge bed, one of those like round ones they have in Las Vegas, and cover it. It's it's a G-rated with, show, Tammy. Yeah, well, well I would cover it with money and roll <laughs> it's on okay. it. That's all by myself. Okay, I'll add that. I, I don't need anything. You know, nothing about uh, um, 
Sean Connery or any of that stuff. Or any of that <laughs> stuff. But do you, do you think that's true that m- most of us fantasize about money than sex? I don't know that that's true for men. I, I think it, it is. It might be 50-50 for men. Yes. You think? Maybe if they're fantasizing about where they're going to get the money to have sex. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I'm just saying. <laughs> that's it. Well, money, money equals freedom. And I think money, people understand with money, um, it gives them a lot of bartering get the rest of the things they want. You got and really, it. all of us, uh, the reason that all of us want money and financial freedom, I think, Teresa, and the things that you do for your clients certainly have uh, pointed that out to me, is that people just want to have some of their life back. That's all. They do. They, they, they just want to have choices. You know what I think? I think people want to stop worrying about money. They just want peace, right? They, they just want to know that they're going to be taken care of no matter what happens. Yep. Um, and some, some others want to go out and just shop. And, and just well, buy toys. Well, you do want, you know, like me, I, I want to have guilt-free times when I can give my daughter little things that she ordinarily wouldn't get, right? You know, I want to be able to take her somewhere, and she sees a cool pair of shoes, and she doesn't need them, but I want to get them. I think a lot of people just want the little things in life that are right now very stressful to get. I mean, with gasoline, I heard gasoline hit five bucks in Hawaii yesterday. And D.C. And D.C. as well. And they're saying $6 a gallon coming this summer. Well, D.C., they deserve it out there in D.C. I mean, I, I want those. Oh, no, wait a minute. That's our tax dollars paying for that, though. Better not. I was going to say, I want those Congress people to have to feel the pain at the pump, but they don't. So forget that. But anyway, here's, here's some of the weird facts. Um, if we could have any luxury in the world and money didn't matter, okay? Listen to this. Most of us would choose to spend money on a butler and a maid. Oh, yes. I'm in there. I'm in there. You are. I, well, I think that's pretty funny. Well, the reason I want a maid is because, they, again, it goes back to people want their time back. That's what they want their time. Me. Right. People don't want to answer their own dead door. They, they don't want to pick up their husband's underwear off the floor anymore. They want a maid. They want somebody to do it for them. Yeah, I, I could use a, a maid following me around all day. That'd be cool. <laughs> the poll goes on to say 65% of Americans would live on a deserted island all by themselves for an entire year for a million. Hey, I'd do it for you 10 bucks, public. man. I'm, so, I'm like, sometimes I just want to get away. Right. Give me 10 bucks on a plane trip and I'm there. But, yeah, 90, you believe that? 65% of all Americans or the Americans surveyed would, would live on a deserted island all by themselves. Well, the really interesting money, uh, weird fact I found was for $10 million. Oh, yeah, dollars, most of us would do almost anything, including abandoning our family, our friends, and our church. Is that funny? I mean, that's 10 million pieces of silver on the ground. Oh, my gosh. And you know what's even funnier or weirder, right? A very high percentage of those surveyed for that same amount of money, $10 million, would change their race or their sex. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Is that weird or what? That's that, a word. I, I, I don't know. I mean, people say that, but, you know, that's pretty radical changing That's your, pretty your radical. Sex. And $10 million, you know what? Um, doesn't go very far doesn't, anymore. Doesn't does it doesn't go any, right. I mean, I, I'd take it, but it's not the same as it would have 10 years ago, right? Oh, I like where it says this, that for $3 million bucks, most of us would do the same horrible things we would do for $10 million. <laughs> But then it, says, then it says, but guess what? Few of us would do these things for a measly $2 million. Well, it's nice to know that we ha- our price is a little higher. Right, right. Good grief. I, I, you know, I asked my husband one time, 
when our daughter was really misbehaving, and he said he'd do it for hundred grand. <laughs> he'd get rid of it for hundred grand. <laughs> you know? Sometimes I check out for free, right? Now, do Just... you agree with this one? Ninety-two percent of us would rather be rich than find the love of our lives. I don't know. I don't know. That's uh, I think people deep, deep, deep down, yeah, they they want freedom, they want financial peace, but I think we all have a desire to be loved. I think that's the most overwhelming desire that we have is to be loved. Maybe we we block, you know, some of us have blocked our feelings, and that's not what we really think we want. But I think that's what people want. They want love deep down inside. They want, they want love, be, acceptance. They want to be and, loved. And a lot of cash flow. They want to. Lo- they want to <laughs> love. They want to be loved, and they want cash. So I have a little bit of a cold this morning, so I'm just. It's because the weather's weird here. I mean, you're 94 there in Austin, right? Not yet, but we we will be sometime we'll be, today. And it's like I don't know, 52 degrees or something here, and it's uh, uh, cold in the morning. Cold, chilly. Here's a weighty one that everybody says. Now you you agree with this because you work with clients every single day. Uh, money or lack thereof is the biggest stress inducer in the lives of Americans. Absolutely. We worry more about money than our marriages, our health, and even who's going to win the Super Bowl. Absolutely. Is that true? Absolutely. My clients, what they're looking for, bottom line, is peace with their money. That's what they want. They want security. They don't... How do you, yeah, well, how do you help them find that, though? I mean, well, that's, the kind first... of, that's kind of an esoteric thing to want, you know, sort of. Right, you peace. have concrete ways to get them to that place where they have peace. Oh, absolutely. And and what we're doing is is basically um, putting them through a, a very simple uh, process where they realize, um, that, you know, most people know uh, that what's coming ahead is not pretty. Most people right now are feeling very insecure about money. They were living in a fantasy world, and um, just identifying that um, and looking at where their finances are and where they, they position their assets just by doing that, I think gives them a sense of relief that there is hope because what we, what we work with, what we do, we, we give them concrete strategies, ways that they can reposition their assets, save money that will increase their net worth, increase their retirement income. And that's what people are looking for. They want a safe, secure place to park their money and have liquidity use and control of that money and grow it guaranteed. And just get on with the rest of their life. And get on with the rest of their life, right. Well, one of the ways I know you do this is uh, with these, uh, you know, we talked last week about some of the money myths. I'll I'll review the ones we talked about really briefly. But Tammy, before uh, we go there, shall we take a station break? Yeah, we could take a station break first so that we don't get interrupted in the middle of our... let's do that. Okay, we'll take a quick station break. I am Teresa Kuhn along with Tammy DeLue. This is livingwealthyradio.com on Talk 1370 a.m. Welcome back, Austin, to Living Wealthy Radio with Teresa Kuhn. Hello, everybody. I am Teresa Kuhn, your host, and you're a Bank on Yourself Authorized Advisor. 
host of Living Wealthy Radio, giving you what you need to thrive in the new economy. Joined today by Tammy DeLue. Hey, lovable sidekick. That's, That's right. Me. Lovable and sidekick. Although I don't know that I'm crazy about that sidekick term. Well, she but doesn't call me sidekick. She calls me pain in the side. Pain in the side. In the pain side. in the side. But I'm on my third cup of coffee, so I'm rolling here. Ooh, wow. I don't... We, <laughs> we were talking brief. You know, we, we do like to bring some levity to the situation. We understand that money's a serious thing, but at the same time, you know, life is, is sort of, you know, cosmically absurd at times. Isn't it, Teresa? Don't you think? <laughs> oh, my. Absolutely. Yes. yes. Yes, we're getting philosophical here, but we, we talked last week about money myths, and money myths keep people broke. I mean, that's the, that's the bottom line there. Is the things that you're taught, the things that you've come to believe that are truths are not necessarily, and briefly, uh, we talked about that it's not always a good idea to hold a mortgage or to have a mortgage hanging over your head, right? Um, right? right. We said that putting money in, you know, into a 401k plan alone, which is very... For one thing, not a lot of people do that anyway, but <clears throat> not a good idea to put your eggs in one basket. It is Easter, so I had to throw the eggs in there. Um, stocks perform in the long run, so you can you can buy term and invest the difference and make tons of money in the stock market. We sort of disabused you of that notion, That's hopefully. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number four, not possible for those going through hard times to save. Teresa says you got to pay yourself, right? Pay yourself you first. Pay yourself first. First, uh, you are number one on the list of bills to pay. Right, that's right. Make yourself number one. I mean, people think of themselves as number one. You need to put some money with that. Um, number five, budgets. Uh, did we, we really didn't go over the budget. Um, no. Just briefly, budgets are um, a thing like dieting. People say they want to do it. They don't do it. They never stick to it. Um, how crucial are they in, in a person achieving their financial goals? You know, Tammy, I think they're important. I, I personally, uh, you know, I'm married to an engineer, right? And uh, he doesn't work as an engineer, but he has that brain where he spreadsheets everything. Is he everything. a house husband? i got to ask you. I'm sorry. What's a house husband? Does he, does he stay at home and make dinner for you and stuff? He actually, he actually does. Oh, But he, he like also you. works for a living, so. I don't like you. <laughs> but yeah, the budget. So you guys, so you don't stay on the budget, but he makes the budget. For well, you. no, I do all the money stuff, but he spreadsheets everything, right? And so, <laughs> I've got a lot of engineers that I work with, a ton of them, and they're all about their spreadsheets and their systems and their budgets, and they know pretty much down to the penny, right? How much money they've gotten, where it's going. For the rest of us, right? And even though I work with money, I'm not necessarily that tight with my budget. Um, although I know where money's going. And that's, I think, the important thing. Where is your money going? And so why, why is that important, do you think, Tammy? Well, because we're so transaction-oriented that you could easily – I'll give you a good example, Teresa. I was in San Francisco, as you know, last weekend. You know, my daughter wanted to do the cable car thing and all the other – you know, the touristy stuff. And before Beautiful. we knew it, we had dropped $100. And, and if you had – Pointed your finger at me and say, said, Tammy, where'd the hundred bucks go? Gone. I couldn't tell you. Gone. It was a little bit here, a little bit there, you know. Doesn't that happen every day, though, as you go mm-hmm. about your day and you're spending money here, there, parking, coffee? Uh, at the end of the day, your money's gone. So budgeting helps you, number one, I think, in your decision-making process, right? Um, planning for the future. Um, what you measure, you can improve. If you can't measure it, if you don't know where your money is going, how are you going to improve your finances? 
Yeah, and, you know, uh, budgeting does make you stop and take a hard look at how many lattes you had. It does. This week. It does. <laughs> five bucks, for about five bucks a piece, you've had too many lattes. And, and, Tammy, we're not talking about people who are tight with, with their cash flow, right? We're talking about everybody. I, I've got clients... You know, we don't limit who we work with. We don't say, oh, we only work with, you know, wealthy people if you've got so much money. We work with everybody, right? Individuals, business owners, families. And I've got clients that have a ton of money left over at the end of the month. But you know what? So much of that money, they don't know where it's going. And they know it. They feel it. And it's an anxiety. It's stress for them. It's anxiety producing for them because at the end of the year, they know tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars leaving their checking account, and they cannot account for it. Is that sad? Uh, it sounds like the government to me. <laughs> <laughs> where, where did that go? Oh, we don't know. It's only a trillion here or there, you know. Just, yes, I mean, we can. Just huh? trillions. I laugh at that, but, but honestly, it sets the trend for the rest of us to, to, to have that transaction-only mindset. So that's very good, very good points, Teresa. The other one I want to get to is that you have to, we have it in our heads that you have to get all the money you need from the bank. Like the bank robber on Alcatraz, and they asked him, you know, why do you rob banks? And he said, because that's where the money is, right? That's where the money is. That's where the money is. Do you have to get money for expanding your business, for example, or building that addition or, re, you know, redoing Junior's room? Do you have to get it from the bank? Absolutely not. But we're, we're conditioned, we're taught, we're programmed, right, that – you have to go to the bank. You have to go to your credit card. You have to go to 0% financing for five years. Oh, I love 0% financing for five years. Ooh. Isn't that great? Yeah. And who ends up with your money? They do. The finance company. The finance company. So, yeah, no, nothing could be further from the truth. But you've got to position yourself. You've got to use strategies that help you become your own source of financing. And what happens, Tammy? Let's talk about this for a moment. If you become your own source of financing, uh, everybody's got a, a pool of money, right? For some of uh, us. Not me, but mine's more like a little dipping or dent. Some water in it. Okay. All right. You can have a little toilet bowl, right? That's your, that represents your pool of money. And then others have like like this huge river of money, right? That represents oh, their wealth. Is he single? Okay. No, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So, so imagine, right, as you pay for items, expenses, major purchases, your pool of money is getting smaller and smaller because you end up, that money ends up in somebody else's pocket. But Tammy, what if... You could expand your pool of money by keeping your money working for you, even when you're buying Junior's new bedroom furniture or you're, you're buying uh, cars and paying for vacations and paying for a trip to San Francisco for the day. Do you know that can really happen? You can really do that? Can you really? You can. <laughs> I, mean, I do it I every mean, day. It seems, like a, it seems far-fetched to me just because I haven't been able to, to do that, but... Do tell, do tell. I, I, Tammy, we do this every single day. In fact, you mentioned business owners, uh, financing equipment. Uh, Pamela Yellen, who is a very close colleague of mine and mentor, she talks about how uh, when she wanted to expand her business a couple years ago, and she travels in, in circles with uh, very, very, very successful entrepreneurs. We're talking, uh, you know, major hundreds of millions, billions of dollars um, in, in businesses that they run. And they were unable to get financing for... Whoa. Their 
enterprises, right? And, and these are people with good credit and good, oh, good credit, reputation, right? That is not even an option. But the last couple years, you know, when they when the banks have contracted uh, financing and credit, she was able to get financing for her projects. She was her own source of financing. She didn't have to, uh, you know, fill out a credit Fault application and get involved with all the stuff that the banks require. Oh, my goodness. I've got clients who talk about the process of, of you know, borrowing money from banks, and it is painful, painful now. Yeah, and I, I mean, I see that all over here in California, especially, too. People with a triple A plus credit rating, they don't care. The banks don't care. They don't care. They make anymore. you jump through so many hoops. It's right. not even funny. Right. They're the boss. We help, right? You become your own source of financing. We help you become the boss of your money. Well, Isn't how can you do that? How can we do that? We do that every single day. Wow. I mean, um, how can the average person, I mean, isn't this just for like rich people or can anyone do this? Anybody, everybody. Tammy, that's our mission, right? Everybody. I believe everybody needs to become their own social financing. Every single person, every individual, family, business owner. And by doing that, they take control of their money. Take back control of their money. Well, yeah, and you you uh, you structure these. That comes to my next uh, my next thing is about whole life policies. One of the vehicles or the vehicle you use to structure this is a whole life policy, which um, over the years has gotten a bad rap. Mm-hmm. And people on TV always say, "Well, those are bad places to put your money," and blah blah blah. And that's just not the case, though. You have something different going on with these. And we do. They're uh, they're not your your grandpa's whole life policies, correct? No, 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 they're not. They're specially structured. We use uh, very specific products. And um, it's, you know, we manage, we help manage people's cash flow. That's what we help people do. And we use a very specific um, product um, that is in the whole life, um, that is a whole life policy. And it's just very specific how we design it, how we implement it, how we use it. Um, but the policies they're talking about, Tammy, completely different, right? Designed differently, used differently. I've got many, many clients who've got these old whole life policies. I actually teach them how to use it because we don't replace them. They're, they're you know, assets that, that are growing nicely for them today. It's just in the beginning, it, it took a long time for, for cash value to, to grow in them. But we start people out immediately where they've got money in their policy and they're, they're able to use it right away. So that is, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because that is something that we do every day for our clients. We evaluate the assets that they've got what and, and utilize what they've got today and improve upon it. Hey, um, you know, we, we talked about these, these money myths. And that's, I mean, I'm, gra- I'm glad you brought the fact up that you, you, this is a system, a systematic approach that you're using. It's not just some pie-in-the-sky kind of thing. I mean, you give people a roadmap, and you help them follow it, and that's critical. You sort of are the guiding force behind this because a lot of people left to their own devices are not going to implement mm-hmm. these strategies. Mm-hmm. So you're more hands-on with telling them, okay, here's what you need to do here, and, and that's really important for people, uh, I think, because, <laughs> again, if I'm left to my own devices, I am not going to implement anything that's going to help me get to that point. Can, not going to do it. Mm-hmm, right. We meet people exactly where they are at today. Evaluate what they've got. Utilize the, the assets they've got in place. Maybe change some things around. And then side by side, walk right next to them, moving them forward 
to where they need, they want to go, right? It's it's their objectives. It's what they want. We don't impose anything on anybody. We're just coaches and advisors. That's it. That's what we do. Now we've got we you and I did these money myths in more detail on a webinar. Remember that? Yes. Absolutely. Remember, and I put it on a. Uh, I have it available for people now to see. And we're going to link that on livingwealthyradio.com, right? We've got lots of resources that will be coming on. On livingwealthyradio.com, right. you'll be able to click on a link that will take you to a, a longer webinar that Teresa and I did, uh, you know, about two or three weeks ago on the money, some of the most pervasive money myths. These are obviously not the only money myths. There are there are hundreds that we've been taught. Even in college, even in uh, financial classes we've gone to, I've had friends go recently, and I won't name his name because everyone will know him, but they went to this famous financial guru's um, boot camp or whatever it was, was called. Was he a financial Jesus. guru or is he an entertainer? I think the latter, but I'm not going to you know, cast aspersions. Maybe the guy's trying to do some good in the world. Who knows? I don't know his motivation, but they came home with a bunch of the material, and I looked at it, and I went, it's all the same stuff that you and I have just said. These are the myths that keep people bound right. to, the, to the course of action that they're doing that isn't getting them anywhere. Right. And she, she came home all excited, and I said, look, he said, don't do this. But I, I talked to your clients, Teresa, and a lot of people don't know that I had done some, some work with Teresa before. And, and I talked to your clients, and every single person I talked to said, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad I heard about this. Changed my business. It changed my life. And you know, I work with entrepreneurs, Teresa, to get them, you know, help their marketing. But um, the things they were telling me about, wow, for the first time ever, I see a light at the end of the tunnel. Right, right. It's, I'm actually going to get out of debt. I'm actually going to have my house paid for. I'm actually going to be able to add another uh, wing to my office or whatever. They'll actually be able to increase their money pool, right? The size of their money pool. You know what, Tammy? Um, we are going to take a station break. Cool. Right? And uh, I can't break. wait to hear the music we have. Yes. <laughs> I am Teresa Kuhn along with Tammy DeLu. This is livingwealthyradio.com on Talk 1370 AM. Welcome back, Austin, to Living Wealthy Radio with Teresa Kuhn. Good day, everyone. I am Teresa Kuhn, your host and your Bank on Yourself authorized advisor. This is Living Wealthy Radio, giving you what you need to thrive in the new economy. Joined by Tammy DeLu. Tammy, talking about money. Miley Cyrus, boy, is she rolling in it or what? have a bank on yourself advisor oh, I don't know I don't know but you know the saddest thing here's a young girl cute as can be talented as can be right love her love her she's Got adorable a sexy daddy a very cute daddy cute mom I used to watch uh, I used to love watching her with my son because I thought it was the cutest show but anyways her father Billy Ray Cyrus didn't he say something like if he could do it all over again he would not have uh, have done that show? 
Absolutely. He's blaming fame on her just being a teenager, I think. I mean, this is just my opinion, is that she was under the spotlight since she was 11 years old, and she really never had a chance to do to be a regular teenager, to go at, act up a little, rebel a little. Um, and so now I think she's just catching up on it. That's all. I mean, I think she'll she'll wake up, her accountant will go, uh, Miley, uh, look at your finances, and hopefully someone will stop her before she ends up arrested like Lindsay Lohan. Oh, there's so, she made so much money. I forgot. I read somewhere. The oh, money yeah. Was, that, I don't know that she'll run out of her obscene. money. Oh, I hope she doesn't go the Lilo way. The Lilo. What's Lilo way? Lindsay oh, Lindsay Lohan. Lohan way. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I mean, there was a girl who had actually a career set before her. She could have been a great, I mean. Amazing actress. An amazing actress. And there she goes, you know, just her rebellion just went a little too long. I think that's all. So sad. So sad. But Miley Cyrus, I wish her well because she's cute as can be, talented as can be. So, I you did. know what, Tammy? The audience doesn't know how you and I work together, and uh, I think well, we should, they, especially we since know. I'm on the West Coast and you're over there on the, yeah. the Texas coast. So, <laughs> the I'm coast on what coast? Austin. The coast of Austin. On the coast of Austin. So we met several years ago, and uh, you've been working with me on uh, on improving the marketing for my business for a long time now, and uh, that's involved you. That involved you getting. Uh, in contact with my clients and talking to them. So that's how you um, have a relationship with my clients. And, and uh, hopefully <laughs> speaking to them and making sure we're doing a good job and uh, getting some testimonials. And um, so if the audience was wondering, why is Tammy talking to my clients? They know now. Well, I don't know. Just because you couldn't find anybody else on, uh, that would work this cheap, I guess. I don't know. Um, <laughs> I, I think... Actually, no, I, I do marketing for small business. I love small business. I struggle, like every other small business owner, to get the, the people coming in the door. And, you know, uh, I don't have a brick and mortar, but it's, I'm being figurative here, whether you're an online marketer or whether you're someone who uh, is, owns a, a, a beauty salon. If you're out there and you're a small business person, my goal and my passion is to offer you encouragement and also offer you, like Teresa does, with the money, uh, a concrete marketing program that will help bring people in the door. And I have some, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm rather irreverent. I don't know if you've noticed that, but um, I try not to take myself too seriously, but I do take the marketing my clients do very seriously, and we want to see some results, and, and we want to help you improve things. That's, that's all. And, you know, if you go to Facebook page, I have a thing, Teresa, you don't even know about this. You ready mm. for this? Mm. I'm scared, you actually. Go to, <laughs> if you go to my Facebook page, which is facebook.com forward slash coffee with grouchy, facebook.com forward slash coffee with grouchy if you go in there and you like my page and you and you make a little comment about our radio show teresa i'm going to pick someone to get uh some really great marketing materials and this week i have a survival guide to social media and web 2.0 optimization it is the textbook in several programs in colleges where people are learning how to do seo and stuff for small business and it's a really good book. It's, it's by uh, your local author there in Austin, a lady named Deltina Hay. She is a, a teacher of social media. Awesome. So if you go in there to my Facebook page and you tell me you heard us on the radio, I'm going to put you in a drawing and I'm going to give you a copy of this. It also comes with a CD, Teresa. It's a good little thing. We, we need to link you up on livingwealthyradio.com, right? We are. Right? Yeah, you can go to livingwealthyradio.com as well, but... And also, 
you know, we have a link there for your Facebook. We are full of it, aren't we? No, you're full. You're full of it. I'm full of resources, right? We're full of of good resources to to live wealthier, right? Livewealthier.com. And and but seriously, Tammy, I've I've got to say, you you have an enormous amount of resources. You offer uh, entrepreneurs, business owners, and individuals, just people, right? tools and strategies to improve themselves. And you are just constantly offering great content uh, week in and week out, just free, right? Just free. Just just just... free, which is why my husband always says I don't make any money. That's why. I give it away. But here's the deal. If you you take something that someone gives you and you, and this is a trick for everyone out there that has a business, give value first, lead with value. I mean, I know it sounds cliche, but if you bring value to people's lives, just like Teresa, when she has clients, they may not ever, or, or prospects, I should say, they might never become her client, but they walk away with something from that relationship. And they think later on, when they're ready to go with her, you know, with a, a financial person, they think of her. And that's what you want in your business. You know, you want to give away a certain amount of yourself so that people come back to you. Does that make any sense? Absolutely. And, and we, you know, Tammy, what's really funny, I've got, prospects from five years ago, six years ago that I talked to, and they call me up and they say, Teresa, I'm ready. And I ask them, okay, it's been five years. Like, what's up? Like, how did you remember me? Uh, And, you know, I really believe in giving value. And they walked away feeling like they weren't, I wasn't trying to sell them. I was trying to serve them. I was trying to help them. And you live by the same philosophy. You are always serving and you are always giving. And, that's sweet uh, of you to say. And I, I mean, I hope true. that we're simpatico in that. I mean, we, it just, it works, people. It really does. It does. And you know what? Well, whether whether you're a business owner or not, right? If if you are an employee or you're you're a mom or you're a husband or a wife or a child, that that's the kind of mindset that you want. It's not just about business. It's just about living. About living, and it's just, it's really it is at this Easter season we think of those things that have, I mean, I, I mean, I want to say eternal value, and that I think that that is is the way you know everybody should be thinking of others, and then it comes back to you, you know, Always. cast your bread on the water and all that all that sort of thing. It does. It comes back, doesn't it? It does. And you know, Teresa, what, one of the things we would like to give our audience is the opportunity to connect with us. So please let them know again, living well, how they can get you. LivingWealthyRadio.com. LivingWealthyRadio.com. That's the hub for everything. They're even going to put my crazy uh, Coffee with Grouchy website on there. And I, I was thinking one of the things we do want to help people do also is save money because we're talking about lifestyle. And we're going to have some people on, hopefully in the future. I'm really excited to have some health people on because, you know, I don't live a healthy lifestyle sometimes, Teresa. Okay, let's be, let's be frank here. I'm kind of a, a computer potato. You are. You are a computer potato. But it's not only the fact that you sit in front of the computer all day. It's a couple other things you're doing that you could Okay, do the Pop-Tarts for breakfast. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. We're yeah, working I'm, on you. We're working on you. I gained, actually, I gained weight. And actually, I know actually a lot more about health and nutrition that, than Teresa knows, but I choose to ignore it. That's all. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so anyway, if you want to get some... I was in Kip, reading Kiplinger's, and I, you know, I don't necessarily read a lot of mainstream financial journals, Teresa, and you know why. We just talked about them. Why is they're, that? They're, they're one of the worst offenders when it comes to money myths. Do exactly what they tell you to do. Don't do exactly what they tell you to do. I don't know if I said that right. Yeah, 
don't do that. Don't do don't, that. Don't just do start. what they tell you to do. You know, you go to the, the supermarket and you see, you know, Money Magazine, you know, 10 ways to increase your income this month or 10 ways to, you know, where to put your money, right? It's the last place I'd put my money. Last. <laughs> Every time. Well, I, they did have something good this time. Now, I want to bring it to your attention. It's, it's a recent article in Kiplinger's about how we waste money. And, you know, we talked about that earlier, about being a transaction-oriented society. So if we got a, a couple of a minutes, just, Teresa, to just to, uh, some of the ways that you, not, you don't even think about you're wasting money. Sure. So you, you should write these down, folks. If you, and if you're doing this, then just, as my mom used to say, just stop it. <laughs> you know, just as if it was that easy. Okay, your mom, my arm, my arm hurts. Well, just stop using it. Okay, well there you go, <laughs> there you go. But rental car, um, uh, people waste a lot of money on rental cars. You know, there's they don't shop around before they get rental cars. And I never thought about this until I went on a vacation where I had to rent a car, and I realized that they pitch you for everything, Teresa. Did you notice that they want you to get collision damage waivers and LD. LDWs and CDWs, and those things add up. Some of that insurance they're trying to sell you costs you as much as twenty to twenty-five dollars a day. That's true. That's you true. Do that on top of your rental fee, right? And your gas, right? And everything else. So if you if you're out there and you travel, if you're a business traveler, even if your company's paying for it, oh come on, don't 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 take it just because somebody else is paying for it. Make sure you negotiate, bargain, check your insurance, see if it covers your car and that sort of thing, and also. Don't let them fill your gas gas tank for you. Never. They will charge you extra for that, like sometimes ten to fifteen dollars to fill your tank. It's crazy. Well, well, talking about cars, you're, you're talking about renting cars. Uh, one way not to waste your money. What do you think about um, buying a used car instead of a new one? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I did have a great friend of mine who's a who's a car uh, owns a car dealership and told me. You know, really, as, literally, as soon as you drive the new car off the lot, That's it's it. depreciated. Like, right. You know, and he said his, he thought the best value was a two- to three-year-old car that y- you buy that's been, you know, taken, you know, that's been, re- you know, whatever, cleaned out by the dealership. It's two to three years old. Um, certain models are better than others, and it saves you tons of money. Well, did you know, Tammy, that uh, I, I forget the number. I can't tell you what it is off the top of my head. But most Americans turn over their cars like every three years because they're constantly buying new cars. Mm-hmm. And they don't pay off their car loan, right, before they buy their next car. They're just it's, constantly oh financing their cars. And, and you know, many years ago um, with my practice, it was all about, you know, my clients, they just wanted to buy cars and toys and boats <laughs> and pools. Not anymore. Not anymore. Last three or four years, it's about where can I park my money where it's safe? Give me safety. Help. One of your clients told me they actually used their plan that you put together for them to buy a brand new truck. Yeah. Oh, they do it all the time. If, they're, yeah. if they need they're it. and they not a finance company. Oh, no, no, no. Right. Exactly. If, if, if you need to buy a car, there are better ways of buying cars than the way most Americans are doing it. So if you do the double whammy that Teresa is suggesting of financing the car yourself and buying not a brand new car but a used one, you know, a couple years old, you are saving, I mean, seriously, thousands, serious cash, serious cash. Over a lifetime? Well, I don't even want to look at it. Hundreds (laughs) of thousands of dollars. And we teach our clients to become their own source of financing just for cars. 
hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? Now, yep. if you're 80 years old, right, and, and you start working with us and, and you're going to start buying cars, I'm, it's not going to be hundreds of thousands. But uh, for the average American, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. And for the average business that buys fleet vehicles, oh, my gosh. It's oh, really you're, it just it's on steroids. Multiply the numbers. Yeah. Oh. Multiply the numbers. Huge. Credit anxiety. You talked about anxiety, okay, that people are having about their money. One of the biggest things is, as we mentioned, credit's not so easy to get anymore. Credit anxiety is causing people to spend money on these credit monitoring services. And they can charge, believe it or not, up to 17 bucks a month to monitor and track your credit files. So that's something you can do yourself, right, Teresa? Do you need to spend this money to have somebody do this for you? Well, I think there are services out there. I think you need to shop around. Uh, most of us are too busy, I think, to monitor our own credit on a on a monthly basis. But I've got a very good friend who we're going to um, interview on a future show who is a credit expert and a uh, great guy. And we're going to have him on and to help us. No when to yeah, Miss- no when to hold them, no when to fold them, and all that good stuff. Right, right. Oh, here's I'm going to say guilty to this next one. The, the Bowflex, the home gyms that are, are used to be, right now they're used to um, wash your delicates and, and dry them. You know, you put them on the, on the home gym. Uh, Americans spend millions of dollars every year on home exercise equipment, and they never use it. What about uh, gym memberships? Oh, and gym memberships, if you're, unless you've got, I, I have a really good one. I only pay like 12 or $13 a month, but. Average, yeah. How, many, how often do you go to the gym? Uh, once every, you know, equinox or something. I don't know. The first week of January. The first week of January. Every year. And actually, our gym stays busy from January 1st till about April. Then people realize what hard work it is. That's And they go away. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yep, yep. But it's not, they're not saying to avoid exercise altogether here. They're saying there's some cheaper stuff that you can buy. And you can buy stuff at garage sales that will do the trick. Buy used. You know? Buy on eBay. Buy on Craigslist. Buy on eBay, yes. Pricey life insurance. I bet you have some something to say on this one. Um, one example is mortgage insurance, right? Mm. Expensive, right? Mm, very not, expensive. Not a good idea, is it? No, not. It, it's, you know, I'm a big proponent of life insurance. Big proponent of life, life insurance. Um, but there are products policies life insurance that is is good and others that really is very very expensive and overpriced did you know tammy that 99 percent of all term life insurance is never paid by the insurance company a death benefit claim is never paid what people aren't dying or what people aren't dying and the, the insurance companies know this so they're collecting billions of dollars in premiums and they never pay out a dime. Now we're saying now we're not saying people that people are not dying. Um, there's they're not happening. They're, not they're living the so long that yes. their insurance premiums go up so high that they wind up dropping the insurance. Well, or they're uninsurable at some point. Right during the time of the term insurance, let's say it's ten years, twenty years, thirty years, the insurance company is not paying a death claim. So yes, everybody eventually dies. But so it's just um, I don't know if it's a ripoff because I think there's a place for it. There is. There's absolutely a place for it, but there's a better way of positioning money for uh, life insurance. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, what you, the thing you do here, again, with the, with the whole life policies, the, the, the death benefit on that is just icing on the cake. What you really emphasize are the living benefits. 
And I think that's that's the deal. There's living benefits and there are death benefits because you know what? If God were to come down today and say, all right, this is the day you're going to die, then all the planning we do would be perfect. But it's not, right? It's not. So it's not. And I would say, can I? Can, can you hold off for like half an hour? Because I need to get myself together. Here. <laughs> 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 can you wait in the other room while I pack? Um, <gasps> warranties you don't need. Now, this is something also many of us are guilty of. This you go to Costco, you know, I, you buy I, a, I'm guilty a of warranties. computer or something. I'm guilty of warranties. Are you? Huh? I'm guilty you, of buying warranties. Are you guilty? Did you know this? Uh, they will sell you those warranties. You get up to the register, and they're they're hanging there sometimes. You know, on a little clip, and it says. Read your warranty on anything you buy here today. Um, you don't want to bite at that because you'll pay a, a 10 to 20% beyond the product's price just for extending extending a one-year uh, manufacturer's warranty. So if you want to extend it, they're going to they're gonna clip you. You know, a, uh, a major electronic retailer today now has a new, new gimmick for making money, and that is uh, when you buy a computer. Um, you buy like a little insurance policy, and I don't think they call it insurance, but a little warranty type of policy where you can trade in your computer uh, within a year or two years, and they will apply 50% of your purchase, original purchase price to the new computer, but you've got to pay a premium for that. Oh, absolutely. And well, they, they're going to get you. They're going to get you. They're going to make money. They're and gonna make the thing money. is, also, you have to look at these warranties that you buy. When, so when someone asks do you want the three-year extension, you know, on the warranty? you got to look and see the loopholes because my friend bought a cell phone and supposedly it had theft and loss. You know, what she didn't know is in the fine print there were uh, conditions and terms, as there always are on a policy, plus the, uh, the thing was that it only reimbursed you a certain percentage of the phone. She still had to pony up another 100 bucks or so to get the, the phone replaced. So it ends up, it's not free, okay? So just remember that when you're going to extend the warranty. No such thing as free. Uh, anything. College money. Oh, this is a big one for your clients don't have to worry about this because most of them are going to be able to finance the college themselves if they follow the plan. Um, but, you know, college life can be very, very expensive. And your, your kids are going to try to get everything that they, you know, can get out of you. I've been hearing lately, though, that um, this Harvard guy, I don't know if you heard it, this Harvard professor got a little bit of trouble because he said, actually, you could make more money just going out, of, going out of high school, going into a plumbing apprentice program than you can with a Harvard MBA in most cases. And I was, I was shocked. But college, I mean, it's very expensive. Is it, is there, are there ways to save on it? Oh, absolutely, Tammy. And we can do a whole we can do a we whole will. series of shows on just college planning, right? But unfortunately today we are running out of time. Oh, no, I no. Know, I know. So That's my favorite one was coming up, organic stuff. <laughs> organic stuff. <laughs> organic stuff. Well listen, uh, Tammy and listeners out there, happy Easter to you today. And uh, this is Teresa Kuhn, your host and your bank on yourself authorized advisor with Living Wealthy Radio. Uh, check us out on livingwealthyradio.com. We're here on Talk 1370 AM. Have a fabulous day. We will be.